At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, tune is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeart Radio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander and ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Bidlin on vacation, the return of who once was producer number five and eight, the Grover Cleveland of producers, now VEASAN host, Megapod co-host Jeffrey Parlay. You doing, man? I'm good. It's uh, it's a nice little uh, few holiday uh, day cameo for myself here. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks, you, th- thanks for making the effort. Appreciate it very much. It's a little easier to get up this morning because I get... A flood of text messages with uh, yeah. the news of the news of the overnight. It is it is appropriate that you and I are uh, doing this together this morning. We'll get to that momentarily with Carlos Correa news involving the Giants and the Mets uh, on the show today. A little bit of a uh, shakeup here in the morning, uh, late shakeup. Felica joining us this hour. Chris Felica talked bowl games both today and beyond after a couple games yesterday. Had uh, Liberty plus the points. Oh, that was never in doubt. Um, we'll talk to him about that. Will Hill will join us, NBA and NFL with him. Also, Mike Pritchard, our very own Mike Pritchard, to talk National Football League. And Spanky in the house towards the end of the show. We'll do a little heat check with Spanky, uh, professional sports better, who's always uh, kind enough to drop by the South Point when he is in town. So, so a bunch of things going on this morning. I want to make a bunch of, of betting points as well regarding awards markets because we talked to Ad nauseum about them yesterday. I want to make points about... Uh, how betters tend to overrate things sometimes, sort of, you know, flirted with that with that sort of rant yesterday, but we'll get into it a little more today. Uh, but a couple things right here at the top, one of which Jeff alluded to, but just real quick, because Chrissy is our regular guest on Monday on Guessing Lines. He's really the star of the show on Guessing Lines on Monday. Chrissy Andrews from Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, Todd Wishnev from Pittsburgh. Many Yinzers on the show through the years. It's a great sports betting community, great sports town, and we just want to acknowledge the passing of Franco Harris for all of our friends. Uh, I would uh, be touched if they did that for me, if if uh, one of my uh, heroes as a kid passed away. Franco Harris, uh, Hall of Fame running back, passing away at the age of 72, just a few days short of the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which is which was voted, not even considered, voted the greatest play in, in the NFL's first 100 years. And also a few days, by the way, two days short of the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, three days short of when the Steelers were going to retire his jersey, which, by the way, begs the question, how, how had they not done that before? But uh, Franco Harris, who retired in 1984 at the time, was the third leading rusher in the NFL behind Sweetness, Walter Payton, and the great Jim Brown. Um, 
may he rest in peace, the heart and soul, according to many of those four great Steelers Super Bowl teams in the 1970s, dominating that decade. So uh, by proxy with all our friends from Pittsburgh, uh, Franco Harris passing away at the age of 72. We pay tribute. Now there's the Carlos Correa matter. No uh, articulate way to make that transition or no artful way to make that transition. But Jeffrey, uh, you are a Mets fan. I am a Giants fan. Having lived in San Francisco most of my adult life, you grew up as a Mets fan. And Carlos Correa, in case anyone missed this overnight, uh, one of the big shortstop prizes of this free agent c- crop, if you will, in Major League Baseball, had agreed to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the San Francisco Giants. Now, this also brings into question, what does it mean when a player agrees to a deal? pending a physical and usually those were those two words pending physical or pending a physical if it's three usually we just take that for granted well the giants were worried about something it's unclear exactly we don't know the detail of what it was that the giants were worried about in carlos correa's physical but what their worry did was prevent them or at least stop them short of making a formal announcement that carlos correa would be joining the team the whole ceremony with the jersey And so it reopened, in essence, Carlos Correa's free agency overnight. And he turns around and the the just absolutely unmitigated wallet, unstoppable well of wealth that exists with Steve Cohen, he turns around and signs a deal with the New York Metropolitans for 12 years and $315 million. So not quite as much per year. Uh, But, you know, when you're up uh, north of $12 million, you know, what, what, what does it really matter? So Correa... And you're asking yourself, well, don't the Mets have a shortstop in Francisco Lindor? Yes, they do. So Carlos Correa, who would have played shortstop with the Giants and moved Brandon Crawford to second, Lindor will stay at short. Correa will play third for the Mets. And now, Jeff, I'll bring you in for this. Um, your payroll for this coming year is close to $500 million, the Mets' payroll of $500 million. No one was really within $150 million of that payroll ever. In MLB history, and here's the biggest couple points I want to make. That, first of all, that, if I'm doing the math correctly, the luxury tax of the Mets, because they would now have reached the fourth level, the Steve Cohen level of the luxury tax, if you will, their luxury tax is going to be north of $100 million, which is bigger, so their luxury tax is bigger than the payrolls, as far as I can tell, of 16 major league baseball teams. There are 30 total teams, the Mets being one of them. The luxury tax bigger than 16 payrolls. And so it gets to the broader question of what you and I lamented during the postseason, which is, okay, so what did the Mets just buy themselves? And I I said this during free agency, are any of these players worth what they're being paid now? The Mets, remember, got snaked by the Braves right at the end of the regular season, and ended up in the best of three playoff series. Got beat by the Padres. Did this advance the Mets necessarily past that in a division with the Braves, in a division with with the uh, Phillies? The answer is a, uh, who knows? Maybe not. And so I guess what I'm saying, Jeff, is I can't wait till the uh, Giants take them down in a best of three in the, in the wild card round. Well, you have to make the best of three wild card round to beat someone in the best yeah. of three wild card round. Uh, you know, it's it, it's a fascinating discussion now because the way that this format is now, Gil, there is a legitimate argument to be made the five best teams in baseball reside in two divisions within the same league. The Mets, the Phillies, the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Padres. 
you might actually have to hesitate on the Dodgers now because they've had a very weird offseason, obviously getting ready to pay Otani whatever he wants next next year. But this is this is fascinating because we we thought going into last year, all right, winning the division would be a huge advantage. It wasn't in the National League. It was in the American League. So, look, I, it, what it does, it guarantees that the Mets are going to be in a best of three again at worst. But that didn't work out last year. So yeah, the, I guess I guess what it, the the main thing to me is again. By the way, Astros are still the short shot to win the World Series. Astros and Yankees. By the way, shop around for these, but you'll see the Astros and Yankees as the short shots in some spots, with the Mets and Dodgers right behind them. We'll show you the BetMGM odds where the Astros are the short shot. Mets and Yankees come in right after that at plus seven fifty. Astros plus six fifty. Mets Yankees plus seven fifty. Dodgers eight to one. Everybody else starting with the Padres in double digits. Um, you know, again, it's baseball is such now that you have this competitive imbalance and a 100. You and I talked about this, Jeff, and we, we took a lot of incoming for this viewpoint. But I'm going to say it again because I really believe it. You have a 162 game schedule in Major League Baseball. We don't have any other sport like that. Yes, basketball, hockey, north of 80, but 162. And so you play this. Five month, excuse me, is it five month long or six month long? Uh, five month long regular season with 162 games, and you you ought to, based on your massive payroll, you ought to be able to let that manifest over 162 games. Even Billy Bean at the opposite end of that spectrum with the Oakland Athletics used to say, "My shiz right doesn't work in the postseason." What he meant by that is a small sample size; you can't guarantee anything. So what? And this is what you hated as a Mets fan. What you've basically done is make the regular season its own thing. People will say, this, oh, that's true in every sport. Yeah, but in other sports, it's 16 games and then a four or five game playoff, right? Let's take football in the NFL. This is so incongruent with that, right? It's, it's 162 games where, yes, it ought to manifest. If they're, if they're not, they're doing something horribly wrong. It ought to manifest that the Mets ought to get there as a division winner, as, as, as a wild card. But let's say they get there as a wild card in, as what Jeff just said, the most competitive division in baseball at the top. You're still in a best of three against, I don't know, let's say a Padres. What did you really pay for here? And that's the... That's the thing about all these moves. I even said when when Correa went to the Giants, all these guys overpaid now. All these guys. You can't justify it in baseball that that it will translate to titles, which is what everybody's trying to make it translate to. Well, what happens, and I was talking with our guy Wyatt Tomchak downstairs, what happens when the Mets win 105, the Braves win 103, and the Phillies win 101, and the Mets get the one seed, and their reward is to play either a 103-win team or a 101-win team in the best of five. Like, that's that's why this format is is nonsense. That's why we ended up with a farce in the NL playoffs last year. <laughs> so, I, look, I... Jeff's, based, over, Jeff's over it, you can no, tell. I, yes. again, you have, you have, again, the Phillies were very talented. They played below what they should have in the regular season, but... Yeah. An 86-win team that plays in a division with two 100-win teams should not be the last one standing. That's okay. Maybe, maybe you know, as a fan, fans are going to get acting like, well, I'd rather be great over five months and whatever happens to the postseason. Maybe people are okay with that. But it's just the most, it is the most incongruent of all our sports, the, the format of that. And, you know, we did something. We went through the last 20 years of Major League Baseball. Baseball used to top out at the top, right, generally with 101 and 102-game winners. What we're seeing now, three out of the last four years, obviously there was a pandemic year, 
is that the top teams in Major League Baseball now win 107 and 108 games. And that may not seem like a big difference, but in 162, it actually is a pretty big difference. And so that makes it more farcical, I guess is the word we're looking for. And so here it is. Carlos Correa goes to the Mets. Big deal for sure. Big literally in terms of the money and the years. And good on the Mets and Steve Cohen for wanting to do everything for that franchise. If you're a Mets fan, I guess you got to be thrilled by that. Your luxury tax is bigger than the payroll of 16 other clubs. Good on you. But uh, as far as your bets are concerned, I still wouldn't bet any of those short shots for that reason alone. The, the, the value's not there. You're better off going with something mid-tier or longer and hoping to get it that way because the variance of that postseason format is the most ridiculous in all of sports. Got to play a best of 75 to manifest like the NBA. That's by Lopez used to say. We'll come back. Football points. Gambling next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from Al Giannis. He's uh, sitting here wondering, what is life after the Giants miss out on another big star? I can only take so much more from this franchise. The good years are really good, but this is embarrassing. I've lost hope and trust in the organization. Is that okay? That's not okay, man. They just won a, uh, they just won three World Series last day. Come on, man. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Um, but, I, but I feel your pain. Uh, Jason H11, with you and me slap fighting in an image. This is from Jesse Welch. Hey, Gil, thanks for the uh, note on the NBA biggest dog yesterday. Trying it again today. Let's see if we can get a 5-1 to one to cash. What uh, Jesse is referring to is yesterday on the show, we talked about this thing that's happening in the, NBA, in the NBA. It happened again last night. Now it's 11 of the last 12 days where the biggest dog on the board has not only covered but has won outright. Shout out to the Washington Wizards who were without Porzingis last night. I know Phoenix was out Devin Booker. This is without Devin Booker, but still. Wizards is a seven-and-a-half-point dog. Win it outright, 113-110 to at Phoenix. And this, you know, as we do, we do this in reverse uh, chronological order here. As you see, Hornets is a ten-and-a-half. Magic is a ten-and-a-half. Thunder is a ten-and-a-half-point dog. Magic before that is a 13-and-a-half-point dog. Kings, five-and-a-half. 
uh, so on and so on. 11 of the last 12 days. And this is one of these things where, like, I don't know, you know, let's look at tonight. The Pistons are a massive dog as we go back further on these graphics. Rocket Spurs, Rocket Spurs, 12 and a half. Magic again is an eight and a half point dog. It just never ends. And um, tonight, the Pistons are a big dog, Jeff, <laughs> against the Philadelphia 76ers at Philly. Does this, am I suggesting you should play the Pistons on the money line? Well, Jesse Welch seems to want to go with the uh, trend. I am not personally suggesting it, though, may I just say. I just think it's one of these weird historical anomalies, and randomly, I guess it's going to happen once in a blue moon. I mean, it has to be a historical anomaly, but yeah. it also kind of, we were talking about it earlier with baseball, and the NFL is as even as it's ever been. All the, all, every single professional sports league is so even at this point that you can get a run like this now. Yeah. I guess. Pistons, 11.5 point dogs that I guess the Sixers. Uh, plus 475ers, Jesse got it, 5-1. to one. <laughs> 5 to 1 on the money line. If that comes through, though, let me just say, I will be impressed. All right, uh, here are my NFL bets. Here's what I bet. Now, Jeff Parlay is the uh, co-host here on the uh, Megapod, the Beating the Book Megapod, which we do each and every Thursday. Jeff uh, Jeff and me and Todd Wishnev from his mom's Cork Attic in Pittsburgh, PA, and a rotating guest. By the way, this week's rotating guest, uh, Jeff, Matt Humans, VEASAN's own Matt Humans, making right. his Megapod debut. That's a, that's a good yeah. inaugural debut there. That kid has finally reached the big time. Medical marvel Matt Humans on the show. I think Fortinball next week. We'll see. Uh, but here are the here are the plays that I've already bet for Week 16 in the National Football League. One of which, sorry, Jeff, is against your Jets tomorrow night, uh, as we suspected on Guessing Lines Monday morning. Um, we weren't the only ones, I'm sure, that it would be Zach Wilson and not Mike White going for the uh, Jets tomorrow night. So I took the Jaguars on the money line. Um, I just think the Jets are good, but the, that is the one. Achilles heel. That's a very commonly held position. And I think that a, a mistake at that position might be the difference tomorrow night. So I'm taking the Jags as far as Sunday. I took the Dolphins, uh, laid the four with the Miami Dolphins. Um, that's escaping me right now. Who are the Dolphins playing again? No, no, just Green Bay. Know. Green Bay. Thank you very much. Uh, taking the Dolphins minus four. These, for, if you listen to guessing lines, some of these will be very familiar. I love the Jaguars on guessing lines. I like the Dolphins guessing lines was was surprised even with the Green Bay sight unseen uh, that I, that they were only laying the four at that point. Uh, grab the Bengals again, man. Like you know, I get it for a half that Bengals play against the Buccaneers looked pretty poor, um, but eventually the Buccaneers did Buccaneers things as they have. Uh, as they have this season, so grab the uh, the Bengals minus the three this week. And again, I'm I'm always I'm always amazed that these Bengals lines don't. And by the way, the Bengals and the Bucks, you know that confluence of teams uh, this past week. I'm always amazed that, that some of these, you know, the the constant overvaluing of the Bucks in the market, and then in the case of the Bengals here at the Patriots, really only three and a half. I bought it to three. And then finally, and this is where I want to sort of riff on this, this is the the pick that I want to talk about, which is the Washington Commanders. I'm taking the Commanders plus 7.5. Plus 7.5 against the Niners at San Francisco. And again, this, is, this gets to a, a broader sort of point about things that betters may overrate. All right? And I, I sort of flirted with this yesterday, but I want to, I want to talk about this a little more today, which is, and, and this first came up because we talked about the Dolphins and the Bills and how 
much by the nature of the fact that we have to fill content for 10 hours a week. Not so much us, because we didn't really we didn't really emphasize this point because I think it was overrated. But you heard in all kinds of sports betting media this point that the Dolphins, short turnaround, they were in California, then they're flying to Florida, and they got this horrible Saturday night game in the cold, and they're not used to that. And oh my God. And so I remember when I when I took the Dolphins plus the points last week, I got multiple tweets. Everybody repeating that same talking point. And I just want to stress that when those things work out, most people have a confirmation bias of, see, I told you. But when they don't work out, people then sort of purge them from their brain and they just don't talk about it. And so I guess what I'm saying is be aware that content needs to be filled, time needs to be filled, and sometimes things don't matter as much. And so as Tua very eloquently said, we talked about this yesterday, It snows in Alabama. You guys know that. So things like that. Another thing that I want to point out is yesterday we talked about this notion of Jalen Hurts' injury, who, by the way, Nick Sirianni still keeps the door open for Hurts to play uh, this this, uh, weekend against the Cowboys. We shall see. But even if you believe that Hurts won't, there are some people out there saying, oh, well, he'll definitely play against the Saints because the Eagles have the Saints draft pick, and so they'll want to beat the Saints, therefore improving their draft pick, while also trying to win the division at the same time. And the point I wanted to make yesterday, and I think we made, was Hertz is going to play when Hertz can play. They're not going to make an organizational decision like if he couldn't play, oh, but you got to play because we got to get a better draft pick. That's not going to happen. So that's going to be overrated as well. It turns out he may play, but it's not, it's not going to be because of that. So one of the other things I want to talk about is this notion of seeding. And usually, Jeff, when we get to the end of an NBA season, we're always talking about, remember we talked about, well, Boston wants to be third or second because they don't want to play Brooklyn if Brooklyn ends up this. And what we end up doing there is often overrating that. We're we're gamblers. We are more in tune with mainstream media on stuff like that. And so oftentimes, collectively, not just talking about us here, but collectively, we do tend to make points that others in mainstream media might not. Great. And oftentimes, that's wonderful. But oftentimes, I think we overstep and overrate what we're talking about. And so seeding, I think generally seeding. Now, obviously, you want to be the number one seed. No one's disputing that. But I think seeding in the NFL, I think we, we might overrate that. And so let's take the case of the Niners because they're specifically in this in this situation right now. There's no real equivalent in the AFC. But the Niners, San Francisco 49ers right now have clinched the NFC West, so they don't have to worry about the Seahawks or anybody else coming and grabbing them, grabbing that division. They're also a game behind the Vikings for the number two seed. And so the instinct of many betters, well, the Niners are going to just, you know, they're, they're, by the way, not going to get to the number one seed. The instinct is, well, they're going to try to win football games to you know get to the number two seed. If anything, by the way, Jeff, if anything, the way that the cookie crumbles now in the NFC, they ought to be incentivized not to win football games and to take on the New York Giants, who I believe to be the weakest of all the potential playoff teams. Just my opinion. But I'm just pointing that out, that if anything, the Niners matchup, you know, that'd be the one game they'd love to have the first week of the playoffs. Now, I don't know if they think that or not, but my point is, do I think the Niners will put winning at this point above getting healthy? Uh, to an extent. To an extent. Like, I really think in ways that we as common football fans can't perceive, the Niners might take the rest of the year and say, we are so banged up in so many spots 
let's not go crazy on some of these. Might be offensive linemen we're not aware of. Might be little nuanced things. Game plans, I don't know. But game plans that revolve around players that, that might or might not be able to play. So I said this on Guessing Lines. You're giving me more than a touchdown with the Commodores this week against the, the Niners? I will happily take the plus 7.5. And, and just like with the Dolphins, who could not have looked worse the previous week. Remember how bad Tua was the week before? You have a Commodores team. Marco D'Angelo used to be on the Megapod, used to say this all the time. He wasn't the first. But he used to say, no team is as bad as they look one week to the next. No team is as good as they look one week to the next. So give me the seven and a half. Long way of saying the Commodores. But generally, the point I want to make is, we as betters tend to overrate things. Don't let the notion of seeding pollute your thinking on some of these handicaps as well from week to week. Uh, We'll talk about awards markets and some of the things that Jason Weingarten said yesterday. Maybe poor form on my part because I want to sort of poke some holes in that. We'll do that next. Chris Felica joins us on bowl season. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber for only $79. Get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You'll also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear in our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, plus our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every bowl game. It's a limited time offer, though. Be aware of that. So Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at vsin.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. The band is back together in for uh, Kelly Bidlin. Where did Kelly go? Do we know where Kelly went? Did he go to Florida? We don't know. I'm fairly certain he's in Florida. Florida. But I'm not certain. He wouldn't confirm, but I have he to. wouldn't confirm his I, location. I have to assume, based off of what he was saying last week, he's in Florida. Paparazzi, paparazzi and all. He's got to, like, dodge that. It's big time, that kid. Uh, eggnog challenge for those who uh, might have heard it yesterday. When Kelly returns, can he drink a half a gallon of eggnog in one hour and 25 minutes? Negotiated on the show yesterday for 400 American dollars. He did it in two hours for 300 on primetime action. So this is a much greater feat that he will try to accomplish. I believe the Friday of next week, Friday of next week, eggnog challenge. Um, Curling on the show, for those who are just into that kind of thing. Um, okay, so this is, let me just put this this way, Jeff. This is bad form on my part because you don't want to have guests on a show, especially your regular guests on a show, and then the time runs out on them, and so you don't get to, I, I did, in fairness, when Jason Weingarten was on yesterday, I did get to sort of challenge him on the Comeback Player of the Year award. He has Nick Gates, and he was, you know, he was putting forth the opinion that this is how that that award ought to be voted on. And I pushed back on and saying, well, that's your definition of it. You would concede. And then it's really about handicapping the voters and what they will deem as most, uh, you know, most important to them, whether it's the comeback story, literally of Christian McCaffrey from being great to injured to great again, or, or redemptive story like that of Geno Smith from stinking and people making fun of him to being a really good quarterback in this league this year. And that his definition of Nick Gates with all the surgeries, even though that's the most literal, that's the most Alex Smith-esque of all of these, isn't a standard reason. And so I sort of challenged him on that. What I didn't get a chance to challenge him on, and again, this is where it's bad form because he's not here with me, but I, I love to listen. Jason Weingarten, let me just state this in advance, is a savant in this stuff. 
right? He, let's just take his most recent one. Michael Harris, baseball, he made six figures on Rookie of the Year. So trust me when I say I love Jason and all of Jason's betting acumen. It's the reason why he's on this show weekly, if not, you know, twice a week. So let me just state that in advance. None of this should be taken that way. But one of the things that I that we talked about off air right after his his appearance yesterday was, you know, he he had Justin Jefferson. He said one hundred to one to win the NFL MVP. That he just bet. Jeff is looking at me crazy. So by the way, that current number still at one hundred to one at DraftKings. You see Patrick Mahomes at minus three fifty, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts at plus five fifty, Joe Burrow, the only shorter shot than Jefferson's one hundred to one, all the way at six to one. Pretty big space between Burrow and Jefferson. And one of the things that I didn't have a chance to bring up yesterday with with Jason on was, you know, this notion of these long shots. I had Max Duggan hundred to one, but I had him like mid season during a game, and so there was a path. Didn't get there, right? Was a path for Max Duggan to get Heisman Trophy. Just fell short. Yeah, sometimes these things don't work out. And when you're taking these long shots, you always, with any bet, you want to have a path. And so one of the things about taking Jefferson for NFL MVP at 100 to 1 with three weeks left in the regular season, remember it's a regular season award, is that really realistic? I get it. Your number is better, right? Your The number is off. And so. Jason, who, and this serves him very well, serves, I think it should serve a lot of people well if they think about betting the way that he does. If you're getting the best of it number-wise, it ought to trigger a bet. But sometimes I would suggest, sometimes I would suggest that that's just a CLV trash can thing. And in this case, I would suggest that it is. Not that Justin Jefferson is not having this otherworldly year as a wide receiver, statistically speaking, could get to 2,000 yards receiving. No one's ever done that. But with three weeks left, you have to understand the nature of an award like this. There are 50 people who vote on MVP in the National Football League. Now, up until this year, it was literally one vote for first place. There was no ranking. It was just one vote. Who do you want to win? Who do you believe should win the MVP? And that's it. This year, they changed the format a little. Now you rank them top five. Still doesn't take away from the point. And the point is, is that as more people who are rooted in analytics are getting MVP votes as the years go on, the less chance a non-quarterback has. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the analytics community, again, growing with their pool of votes every year that moves along in, in the NFL MVP, as that pool grows, you have to understand that the analytics community values the position of quarterback in such a way that it would be unbelievably difficult for anyone at any other position to overcome how greatly they value that position over all others. Does that make sense, Jeff? That's, that's the issue you're dealing with with something like this. So uh, like I said yesterday, I said Justin Jefferson, the, way that, the only way that he could win an MVP is if there was no quarterback of any repute, right, that Mahomes was having a bad year, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, even Justin Herbert. Like, none of them were doing anything. That ain't this year. And so sometimes, and I hope Jason hearing this would take this in the, you know, because I mean it in the, in the proper spirit, sometimes even he pr- probably goes a little too far. By the way, it serves him well. I'm no one to tell him not to do this, right? But I'm just saying, generally speaking, be aware that sometimes, yes, getting the best of the number is everything in sports betting. Sometimes it's a bridge too far. 
There aren't a uh, hundred to ones like Robbie Ray and the Cy Young every year. There just aren't. That e- just... Even then, there were two months left in the R- season. Right. It just well, also too. Even if this, let's say Justin Jefferson was having this huge year. Let's say this was week ten yeah. instead of week sixteen. It would take, like you said, all the quarterbacks falling off a cliff in order for a non-quarterback to win this award at this point. You know, these odds are uh, these odds basically kind of indicate what we were what I was saying a few weeks ago on uh, on uh, one of the other one of the other shows that we have that basically because of the way that this award goes now where if you have a big game in primetime late in the season, you're you go flying up the odds board. Guess who play each other week 17 on Monday Night Football? Mm. The Bills are in Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Yeah. Who's number 2 right now? Josh Allen, who's barely behind him, Joe Burrow. Those are the only two bets at this moment that I think you can make in this MVP market. John Goulet made that point uh, yesterday off air, which is announcers will have a lot of say in this, right? Sort of subcon- they'll seep into the subconscious of voters, perhaps. Let me just, because it occurs to me that some people are going to be listening to this and some people are going to be like, wait, Gil, didn't you say... Didn't you say that, like, let's take the, the, the famous Brandon Crawford episode, right? Two years ago... Major League Baseball MVP. It ended up going to Bryce Harper. I had a 100 to 1 on Juan Soto, who finished second. Um, and then third place ended up being Brandon Crawford. And remember, I was back in San Francisco, and my buddy, who's not a sports better, said, Oh, Gil, uh, Brandon Crawford's winning the MVP, right? Like, not really that focused in on betting markets. And it occurred to me when he said that, I was like, Oh, Maybe we're too close to the sun. Maybe there is a Brandon Crawford-like person in all these markets that we never talk about who's, like, listed as a long shot. Brandon Crawford ended up third. We had, he was 100 to 1. Now, he didn't win it, but you get the point. There could be things that we miss in these markets uh, with, with things like that. Let me just take the NFL Coach of the Year market as, as a great example of that. So what, who are we talking about in NFL Coach of the Year? We're talking about Nick Sirianni for the 13-1 and Eagles, who's the favorite at minus 200. Now everybody, the Dan Campbell buzz is brewing right at plus 175. And if not Dan Campbell, some people say, oh, O'Connell, 25-1, to Dayball, 30-1. to And we pointed out yesterday, like Will, Will Hill had made this point. He'll be on the show later. Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Hill. Will Hill, pardon me, not the Will Hill, but that Will Hill. Made the point, hey, isn't it interesting that Brian Dable, 30-1, to 8-5-1 Giants, Dan Campbell, plus 175 for the 7-7 seven and seven Lions. What I would add to this is this. Ron Rivera ain't even on the screen. Now, I'm not suggesting Ron Rivera is going to win the NFL Coach of the Year, but in what world, much like the Brandon Crawford example, in what world should Dan Campbell be plus 175 and Ron Rivera's not even on the screen? Washington, like Detroit, massive surge here at the end of the year. I get it. They lost last week. I could argue that Ron Rivera, with the swirling of front office shenanigans, is doing the best job of any of these guys. And Washington had no expectations. I would argue more people thought Detroit would be good than they thought Washington would be good. Right? So, so yes, there is that. But, and that's why none of this is easy. If sports betting were easy and this was all linear, then, all, then we'd all be making money all the time. But when it comes to NFL MVP, remember the point about the analytics community. The likelihood of some non-quarterback long shot getting that prize is minimal and is not something that we're missing. Because the analytics community values that position quarterback so much greater than it does everything else that that's how that cookie will crumble. We'll come back. Chris Felica on the College Bowl football season. 
Thoughts on today? Thoughts on Air Force? Is he on the Air Force bandwagon that everybody seems to be on uh, tomorrow? And the rest of bowl season next. Numbers Game Vista in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with betmgm sign up with betmgm or log in today to take advantage of betmgm rewards eligibility restrictions apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager please gamble responsibly and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER we get tweets at beating the book always always appreciate the feedback this is from jc at jc underscore goodfellow jc's got a blue check mark random random folks coming up with blue check marks now jc nicely done uh, well said, Gil, regarding the MVP NFL. And, JC, you're far more than random to me. Bruce Dobigan. Wonder the uh, correlation between NFL awards and national TV games. Getting those night games, et cetera, expands your profile. See, Josh Allen seems Mahomes has had less than usual spotlight games this season. Might make a good study. To your point, Jeff. Scotty B726. Can't join you on the Commodores. I swore off betting games. Jerome Boger officiates. There is the Jerome Boger Factor. And this just in from Sports Illustrated. You see this, Jeff? YouTube, reportedly the likely new home of the NFL Sunday ticket package, and is expected to pay $2.5 billion a year to the rights, to which Jason H11 tweets, YouTube, oy vey. That was his response to that. Oh, the in-game implications of that. I mean, as soon as the NFL made the decision they were going to go to a streaming service for this, it makes in-game complicated, and your internet better be good. Your internet better be good, but, you know, as I say that, like, Felica, who's joining us right now, we were just testing, like, me, him, and Will Hill were texting about how far behind I was just on my cable. It wasn't just me. Chris was, too. It's like 25 seconds. Well, that's, that, that's the biggest thing, because you and I had this discussion yes, last we year. Did. Where, yes, we did. Where week 18, Allegiant Stadium is eight miles from my apartment, <laughs> and my dad in New Jersey, was getting the plays 15 seconds before I was. I want to say Vegas, Cox Cable's particularly bad. 
if you if you have a, a tinfoil hat, you yeah. may uh, you may be right on that one. That's all I'll say. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is still at ESPN. He is headed to Fox. Uh, Stand for Stephen the Bear podcast. The last one I want to say is today. He will confirm it's Chris Felique, everybody. The Bear, how you doing, Chris? Yeah, it, it is. It, uh, at noon when we're when we're done here, Steve and I'll uh, hook up for the last time. I tried to get the doors, uh, the end cleared, but I don't think that's gonna gonna happen in time. I might have to to sing it. But you're right about the other night. We're sitting there, and and I hate when you have the uh, the, the phone out and you're looking to play something in play and get down, and then. I was the fourth down play for the Packers, and you saw the price go from like four thirty to six seventy, and I'm like, oh, I guess they got the fourth down play. Yeah. And uh, twenty seconds later, there it was. So it's bizarre. It's You're right. A, you got to do it doing the breaks. We've said it many times, but it's just it's it hasn't changed. Um, how's your bowl season gone so far? Let's start there. Now I know you and Steve. Let, let me <laughs> let me see if I can characterize this. You don't do the first group of bowl games uh, because it's a scheduling thing or because you just think they're Meshuggah and there's no point in doing them? I, I think it was probably a little bit of both this year. My, I think this year it might have been more of a, uh, a scheduling thing, being my situation kind of being uh, in flux. But, yeah, there were, there were a bunch that were uh, were Meshuggah, and there was really nothing I was super interested to uh, to get down. I, I mean, I, I got Oregon State before, uh, before the move, and I got SMU before the move. One of them worked. One of them didn't, so you always got to be a little a little careful there. And then I I wound up uh, in playing some some things as well that that worked out okay. But yeah, there really hasn't been anything that I've really loved uh, so far. I mean, I guess I'd play South Alabama uh, in in the bowl game today. I mean, it, it, you got to wonder about the the quarterback situation for Western Western Kentucky. I know he's going to play, but uh, I don't know. It, it feels like South Alabama a team that. Uh, very easily could have gone to the Rose Bowl and beaten UCLA, uh, played Troy uh, to to a tight game in that conference as well. Feels like South Alabama has been a program that's kind of uh, a newer program up on the, on the incline just a little bit. So th- th- there might even be some three and a halfs out there by kick. So uh, I'd wait and I would potentially take a look at the uh, the Jacks tonight. Okay, so lukewarm play today is what you yeah. call. Okay, what about tomorrow? Because I, and I asked Hutak about this earlier. But it seems to me, again, anecdotally, if you as you're seeping in college football stuff, that a lot of experts that have appeared on this network and beyond love Air Force tomorrow. Are you on that bandwagon as well? Yeah, it's it's hard not to, and and you're hearing things about Baylor may have a bunch more guys uh, opting out and not playing in this game. Uh, if you like Air Force and you haven't already played them. I would play them because I, I, I see a bunch of three and a halfs out there now, and it's probably going to come down even more as, as wind of certain things get out there closer to kickoff. The weather is going to be. I mean, how would you like to be Baylor? By the way, uh, you're you're going to a ball game. You're going to be shorthanded. You're going to be playing a military academy who the, the academies have done great in ball games. And oh, by the way, your bowl game is going to be on TCU's home field yes. on a very windy, <laughs> cold night. So. Everything I think from uh, from from even those tangible and intangibles, I think it points to Air Force as well. Yeah, that that was always a uh, a bowl season tenant even before all this transfer portal and stuff. Which is when you're playing a service academy and you're not used to practicing against them. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, good luck to you. All yeah. right, what do you like over like the next week? I don't want you to spoil obviously your pod with Steve, but give me one or two here where you're like this I really like and I've already made a bet or I'm thinking of making a bet. Yeah, see, I, I'm in the minority. I think I think a lot of people like Houston 
against Louisiana, and, and I got took six and a half. I actually didn't get the best of the number. It's it's gone to seven. But uh, this is the Houston team, I, I guess, because Tune is going to play and, and Tang Dell is going to play. But the way this team finished the year and, and played for most of the year, they looked disinterested. And now you're asking them to to, to get up in a ball game against uh, against Louisiana team who defensively they're okay. It's not one of the better uh, Louisiana teams, but it, it's it's a de facto game in in the state and if you look at how Dana Holgerson's teams have done in bowls and they haven't been good uh five times Holgerson's teams in favor in a bowl game three times they lost outright and the other two times were one and four point wins so it's, it's Holgerson has not really done very well in getting his teams up for bowl games so I do like Louisiana plus the points and I like Georgia Southern as well against Buffalo uh Buffalo needed a near miracle to beat Akron in that regular season finale. Uh, it's a Georgia Southern team with a former Buffalo quarterback, Calvin Treese, uh, who put up some big numbers in the uh, regular season finale against Appalachian State to get bowl eligible. Buffalo has been really been decimated uh, in, in the backfield, the quarterback and running back. Uh, it, was a, it was a surprisingly good first season, I think, by all accounts for Clay Helton at Georgia Southern. Uh, it feels like, to me, but you can make the case both on the field and off the field that Georgia Southern's the right side. So over the next week or so, uh, those are the two games that uh, stand out the most to me. With Coastal Carolina, by the way, that's the Camellia Bowl between Georgia Southern and mm-hmm. Buffalo, which is uh, six days from now. With Coastal Carolina, are you on board with, uh, I'm taking the points if, if McCall is playing, if, if somehow I find out he's not playing, then I'm going the other nah. way? No. No, I, I would stand towards taking East Carolina regardless. I mean, this is the Coastal team. Uh, they've got some opt-outs uh, on their offensive line. I think their center is their best offensive lineman. Uh, he's not going to play. They've had some opt-outs in the, on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense has been a horrid uh, for, for most of the year as well. This, this I could, by, by kickoff, uh, I could be see myself holding uh, any CU ticket as well because it, just the way this Coastal – Chad Wall gone, like it. It just doesn't look like a a good situation for Coastal. But again, as you and I have always talked about, the amateur, psycho- amateur psychology of it all. Yeah, you really want to get too involved beforehand because maybe McCall comes out and they ball and and, and things go happen. Things things go crazy. But ECU, if you had to play the game pre-kick, that would certainly be the side that that I would look at. And, and now I see the other the other. Uh, there are two games on Wednesday the twenty eighth, which is a week away. Like I don't like the spot for North Carolina at all. Uh, you'll, you'll lose Josh Downs. You lose basically their entire secondary. Their defense was uh, not good, to put it kindly, for a good part of the year. And if they were going to show and reverse their late season swoon, you would have thought that it would have been against the Clemson team that they never, were never in a position to be had like they were in that ACC title game. And they got blown out. Maybe Drake may hit the freshman wall a little bit. I I think Oregon blows them out. And I can kind of get behind Ole Miss in that ballgame against Texas Tech uh, as well. I know the game's in Houston. But I think all the news about Lane Kiffin, is he going to go to Auburn? Is he not going to go to Auburn? Losing in the fashion that they did to Alabama. I think there was just a lot going on that kind of affected Ole Miss late in that year. I think their running game can get right in this game. And and I kind of like them. Uh, against uh, Texas Tech as well on uh, Wednesday the 28th. All right, Chris, we got to run. Thank you for the uh, the late okay. substitution. Uh, but in, uh, two, in in one sentence or less, your thoughts on a 12-team playoff are? Eh. 
Okay, why don't we leave it at that? We'll, <laughs> we'll expand on that later, and we'll get his thoughts on the uh, National Semis and Beyond. Thank you, Chris, the Bear. Everybody. You're welcome. From uh, ESPN to Fox, still doing that podcast. Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast out today. We'll come back. Mike Pritchard will join us. Our pro tip, Survivor, Jeff's thoughts on that, whole bunch more. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.